Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disciple Her Podcast. I'm here with Candy Gallaty. How are you today, Candy? So far, so good, Jules. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, we were talking just before we got on today about uh, what you'd read this morning Mm -hmm. and the Word. And I think that's a great place for us to start this morning as we continue this conversation in a brand new year, uh, looking at and thinking about how do we want 2021 to go. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the things that that we want to talk about are how 2020 was so whacked from the standpoint of uh, not only the the crazy things that we experienced as far as, you know, we've already discussed the mask and the quarantine and all things that we were not used to, but Mm -hmm. also the division in our country, the division in churches, the division among believers. And so as we address that today, I think this verse might be a great place to start. Why don't you share with us what God said to you today? Yeah. So I was reading um, in my Bible earlier and I'm kind of in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. I've been slowing down and going through that a little more intentionally because I've been memorizing it last year. So anyway, I was in Matthew 7 today and reading a very familiar passage, but yet something specifically stuck out to me. And so this was um, the verse or the verses. It was Matthew 7, 13 through 14, where it says, enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. And what stuck out to me is how difficult it is. Like it, it, he, he tells us, Jesus tells us, there are two gates. There's a narrow and there's a wide. A lot of people are going to find the wide gate, and it's going to be easy but yet there's going to be a narrow gate that is going to be hard. It's yeah. going to be difficult. The The wide gate leads to destruction. Even though it's easy, mm-hmm. it leads to destruction. But yet the narrow gate leads to life. But yet when you pass through that, there it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be, not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. And I thought, you know, Lord, sometimes we need to be reminded of that. Because as a Christian, you know, as a believer, it's... We're not promised that life is going to be easy. We're actually told that it's not. It's going to be hard, you know, and there are seasons of refreshing that come and thank God for that. But yet it's just a good reminder. It was a good reminder for me. You know, you didn't promise me that things were going to be rosy in my life. You said that it's going to be hard, but yet you'll always be with me. You know, you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. And so it was just a good, it was just a good thought to kind of think on. And I journaled on it this morning just to just, you know, you, you never said it would be easy and that's okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. And when you think about that wide gate being so easy, I mean, that's oftentimes what people want. We just want the easy way. So whatever Mm -hmm. it takes you know, the less resistance I get, 
is the direction that I want to go. And, and, and so when you think about that wide gate, that many go that direction. Correct. The difference in the wide and the narrow gate is that the narrow gate is, there's sacrifices to be made. It's, it's as Jesus said, dying to ourselves mm-hmm. on a daily basis, and nobody wants to do that, right. you know. But I think it it's very evident that in our culture today, we see, and even in the church, we see um, it's about me. Right. And so how, how do we... Um, what, what do we do? How, how, what are some things that we do as believers to get our eyes on Jesus versus on myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, living for Christ, we just talked about this, we're going through the narrow gate. It's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But there are things that we can do in our life that will help us along the way, you know. And I think of three different passages in John where it talks about how disciples will be identified Mm -hmm. in life, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's one of them is they will know who we are by abiding in the word, which is John 8. You know, I think it's John 8 verse 31. I think it might even be through 34, but that is how they're going to know we are disciples of Jesus Christ if we continue in his word. And I think, so this is one of three ways that we know we can be identified as disciples. And I think that this one is so huge, especially at this time in our world where we have had lots of division, um, lots of people taking stances on different things or having opinions on different things. And, you know, a lot of times that is very vocal, um, which I'm not saying is like a completely bad thing. However, we live in a world where a lot of people like to talk, right? And a lot of us like to listen to everybody else's words, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's coming in the form of a political candidate whether it's coming in the form of a friend or a family member or, or whoever. And all those things are fine. But are we listening to and living by other people's words? Or are we living by the Lord's word? Yeah. And I think everybody can get caught up in, you know, really putting all our eggs in the basket of other people. But yet, are we, are we even spending time in the word, you know, and that is, that's an identifying mark of a disciple. Like you will know that they are my disciples. If they continue in my word, they abide in my word. And if we're abiding in everybody else's word, but yet we're not abiding in God's word, how in the world are they going to know that we're his disciples? Exactly. You know, and I, I mean, I can really tend to get on a soapbox about this, so I'll try not to, but it burns me up. Like, the, the way, even as leaders, we can become consumed in social media. Mm-hmm. We can become consumed in the news. We can become consumed in all of these ways. And none of those things are bad in, in and of themselves. But we can get our priorities extremely misplaced. And then we're spending less and less time in God's word. And that is a problem. Right. It is a huge problem. And so if you know, as a leader, you're out there and you're thinking, oh, geez, that may be me. My priorities may be a little out of balance or 
or whatever, you you have to get back to the basics, right, Julie? I mean, you have to say, okay, I am spending way too many hours watching the news, or I'm spending way too many hours um, binge watching net Netflix shows. Yeah, because everybody loves to, we enjoy. Yeah, everybody loves mm -hmm. to do, to you know get a binge watch mm -hmm. in, you know. Um, but if you're doing all of these things on a regular basis and you're spending five or ten minutes in the Word, your priorities are completely misplaced. And so we need to reevaluate, reassess, and come up with a new plan for 2021. You want to make it a priority to be in the Word because this is how the world is going to know that you're His disciple. So how do you do that? Yeah. Right? I mean, you have to balance those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've said this about a lot of different things, but you've got to make the commitment to go, that's something I'm going to do. And more than likely, even if you're listening today at the beginning of the new year, you know, we all make resolutions. I'm going to do this. How mm -hmm. candy do you stick to it? I mean, because we all know whatever it is, you know, it's, it's easy to make a resolution at the beginning of the year, but then as time goes, we just fade away from that. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's so many answers to that question in my mind. I will say, first off, you have to resolve in your own heart and your own mind that the word is going to speak louder to you this year than the world. Yeah, that's good. Because it is very easy to get caught up into the just the worldliness of, of the way of where we live, you yeah. know. And so you have to make a determination that is not going to be me. I'm going to let the word live and dwell in me so that it overflows for me. Right. And that that is the lens through which I view all life, yeah. everything. So, I mean, I would suggest you have to find a time that you can commit to every day for the most part, very regularly that you can sit down for a little while and you can read the word. And that is going to be different for every single person because your season of life is different. Your, you know, how old your kids are that, you know, all these right. things come into play. And so the seasons have looked different for me over the years, but for me, it's waking up, you know, 30 minutes to an hour before the boys and sitting down and having some time. Now happened to be this morning I was sitting down. I had woke up at 530 in my chair and I hear a bunch of commotion going on upstairs, feet barreling down the hallway and all this. I'm thinking, what is going on? <laughs> Here I am trying to be quiet. You know, I don't want to wake the dogs up. I'm going to have my time. And I had, you know, just really read probably about five or six verses when I came across the passage I was talking about earlier about the narrow and the white gate. So I had stopped to journal on that passage and here come Rig down the stairs. He had been up since midnight. No. Oh, yes. He had had a nightmare. And instead of going back to sleep like you should do, he got up and just decided he was going to binge watch a TV show, oh, you know, wow. because he didn't want to go back to sleep. Now, all that to say, he comes downstairs. So then, of course, I'm in mom mode. What do you mean you woke up at midnight? What did you do the whole entire time? Why didn't you go back to sleep? So one thing led to another. I never went back to the word. Right. I had. I literally had maybe 10 or 15 minutes before he came down, downstairs. And then at that point, the dogs are up. I mean, life has started yes. in our household. So what I normally would do, I didn't get to fully do today. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I have a time that I set every day that I'm going to get up and I'm going to meet with the Lord. And so if you're out there and you're listening, you have to come up with whatever that time is for you. You shoot for whatever it is. If you have 30 minutes, great. If you have an hour, great. If you have 10 minutes, great. 
but you got to start somewhere. You have to get into the word and then you need to specifically, you know, pinpoint a verse for that day, whether you journal on it or not, which I would encourage you to do. Um, even if you don't journal on it, have something that you can ponder and meditate on throughout the day. You know, so for t- today, for me, it's this whole concept of the narrow and wide gate right. and how we're not promised life's going to be easy. Um, and that is the word speaking to me. So good. That's not the good. world. And so we have got to do that. And that's a huge identifying mark of a disciple is how are we going to come together and allow the word to inform us and help us make our decisions and help us to really, truly view life in the way God would want us to. That's so good. We're going to take a break. I want to come back and, and touch on that again when we get back into this. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a QA and a time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. Well, welcome back. Candy, we were talking about just the importance of prayer and journaling, and I'm just giggling thinking about the fact that we've talked about that a lot. So hopefully people understand that we think it's pretty important to be in God's Word. Absolutely. I mean, I'll be honest. We'll probably talk about it all the time. Yes, exactly. Because it's so important. It's so foundational. I don't think we can be reminded enough. Exactly. And and I was thinking um, that there's a statement I heard years ago that says that sometimes we have to act our way into feeling rather than feeling our way into acting. Mm, And, you know, when I wake up in the morning, sometimes I don't feel like just jumping out of bed and going and grabbing my Bible and reading it. But I know that that is my Mm -hmm. need. That is what I need for the day. Right. And so I act on that. Sure. And and the feelings sometimes come, you know, after I act on it. Is it always easy? Absolutely not. So if anyone's listening, thinking, Oh, well, they just got, you know, they're more spiritual, whatever. No, no. we are not. <laughs> um, it, it just is. We have learned over years right. that you've got to you've got to make that a discipline, just like you do anything else. And discipline maybe sometimes is a word that we love to hate. Mm-hmm. But it it is so important that we discipline ourselves for godliness, as yeah. it says. And, and no discipline is enjoyable right. at the moment. Painful. But rather than it is pleasant. painful. That's right. But. When we do it, we find out that it's for it's a benefit to us. That's right. Um, and so, as we look at God's word, I, I'm just reminded uh, again of of a passage in John, um, chapter seven. We were talking just a minute ago about you know things that we can do. Abide in the word was one of them, but Jesus also said to show ourselves different. We're to love one another. That's right. And um, he said in John seventeen, verse twenty four. He said, Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am so that they will see my glory, which you have given me because you love me. Um, He said, I made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love that you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. Mm. 
So as we think about the world looking at us Absolutely. as believers, what makes us different? Yeah. What makes someone want Jesus because of the way we live? Yeah, it's so good. And I'm thinking of, you know, a couple of chapters before that in John 13, verse 34 and 35, he says, I give you a new command mm. to love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. Yeah. And I think I think there's a misunderstanding in the world today that if we love someone, that means we agree with absolutely every single thing. Yes. That either that they believe or that they feel or that they say or, or, or that nature. I agree now, with you on that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean... You think about, think about our own family members. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not even think about the neighbor down the street or the church member or a random citizen, you know, just our family. We love, or we should love our family members, but my family members do things that I don't agree with right. or that I don't affirm or that I'm not in agreement with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, it happens. I don't love them any less, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I, I love them regardless, you know? Even if I don't think that I would do the same thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or believe the same way. So if if that if if we're supposed to be identified by our love for others, are we loving more or are we judging more? Yeah, and I think that comes not only in our actions, but in our words. You know, mm -hmm. I've been in James memorizing that, and James chapter 3 kills me every single time. Mm -hmm. You know, that teachers will incur a stricter judgment, mm -hmm. and, and it talks all about the tongue, that out of the tongue, you know, comes bitterness and kindness and out of the same mouth, yeah. and that should not be so. And blessing and curse. Blessing and curse come out of the same mouth. And, and so I think that's all a part of loving one another is being careful with our words mm -hmm. sometimes, not yeah. just our actions, but the way we talk. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have seen a lot of division, you know, in 2020, we saw a lot of, um, I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. Like people divided on, mm -hmm. on different things that happened in our world. And, you know, I feel like if we're going to be known as the church, as disciples and believers of Jesus Christ, we have to be unified in Him and on Him, on, on the matter of Jesus Christ as our Messiah. Yes. That is what we need to come together and be completely unified on. And our complete allegiance is to Jesus and His kingdom. Uh -huh. And I mean, just being honest here, it's, our unity is not surrounded by a political candidate right. or president, even mm -hmm. though we would, we respect whoever holds the office mm -hmm. of the president of the United States of America. Um, so we have got to be unified on the right things so we can have differences of opinion or different um, affiliations with right. political or, or whatever the case may be. But are we unified around Jesus Christ? Yeah. That's where we need to make sure, again, our priorities are aligned right. and right. And so we need to say, you know what? We're going to come together because we're going to show the love of Christ 
to who, whomever it is in our life, regardless of what their stance is on certain things. Absolutely. So I think that's just a great reminder. You know, not only do we need to be in the word, but we need to check our heart as far as our love, our love meter. How's the love meter doing, mm-hmm. you know? And are we truly loving others? And I mean, again, Sermon on the Mount. I mean, we could really just spend so much time there, but I'm memorizing right now where it says, do not judge. Yeah. Because if you judge others, that same standard with which you use to judge others is going to be used on you. And with the same measure, you will be measured with. Mm. And so, and then it goes right into the whole, how come it's so easy for you to point out the splinter Mm -hmm. in your brother's eye, but yet there is a log, a beam in your own eye, right? right? And it's so easy for us to find the smallest thing wrong with someone else. But yet I have a bigger piece of wood in my own eye than that person does, right? And so I have to take it out first before I can even clearly see. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even clearly seeing. So it's just, we have to come to a place um, where we're, our love just overrides that judgment all the time. And just because you love someone doesn't mean I would make every single decision that that person makes. Yeah. Doesn't mean that. Yeah. You know, thinking about my own life and just thinking about how often with a judgmental attitude, you know, that's really me saying, well, I'm right about everything. Correct. Yeah. So that kind of puts me in the place of, well, I'm smarter than you got even because this is what I think, you know, mm-hmm. about this person. And so the Lord has just been teaching me to just keep my mouth shut sometimes because I don't have to say something about everything, right. you know. And I am um, good, uh, an Enneagram 8, which is a challenger, which I just don't love that because it's one of those things where you just go, oh, I don't, I don't want to be that. So God's just teaching me. You don't have to say something about everything. Just mm-hmm. hold off. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Just listen, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. And and I think as we're thinking about resolutions, because we're in the month of January, um, it's real easy for us to, to look at things like, okay, I'm going to get in the Word more, or okay, I'm going to exercise more, or okay. But maybe it would be a good time to stop. And this is where God has had me examining my own life. Mm-hmm. So, good. Lord, what sin in my life you know, is mm-hmm. it my mouth? Is it my pride? Is it my, what, show me, mm-hmm. let me do a, an introspection so that, um, mm-hmm. you know, I can be used by you and, and be more fruitful even. That's good. Um, and so anyway, that's where God has me. Yeah. And I think you said a couple things that I love. Um, I mean, you always say things that I love, but um, so you, you said, Shoot, what did you just say? Because I'm losing my train of thought. I said introspection that God has called me, that even a resolution could be, you know, looking at my own life. No, okay, this is what it was. Okay. You said leaders that, you know, so that you sometimes, God is telling you, you don't always have to say something like in response and listening more. Mm -hmm. And I think, I was thinking about how just leaders in general, like we are looked at as having all the answers Mm -hmm. and we're, we're, we're approached and people come to us for whether it's advice or, or an answer to something. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think sometimes that's my biggest problem as a leader is I have to remind myself, Candy, you don't know all the answers. You're not as smart as you think. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but I think any leader can fall into kind of that trap almost because, um, we're, we're functioning in that role so often, but yet it is good to be reminded, like you're saying, and have like a self-evaluation and examine our own heart, you know, 
am I becoming like too prideful or am I, do I automatically think I know the answer and have the word for them? And I just, it just comes out right. Versus like you're saying, where am I listening enough? Mm -hmm. Right. And waiting upon the Lord to either give me that word for them or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's just a good thing to be reminded as leaders is yes, we're people come to us for answers all the time or for advice and counsel or whatever the case may be. But just because we are in those roles and we're very, that's a very privileged place to be. And I'm very thankful for that. But at the same time, I'm not always going to have all the answers and and that's okay too. You know, so it's just being mindful of that. And then you said that went into that self-examination and that sort of a thing in the Lord dealing with you, and then eventually that is how you produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the third identifying mark mm-hmm. of a disciple that we know where it says in the Bible, you will know them by this. And so in John 15, verse 8, this is what it says. This is what the word says. Um, let me find out I had a mark. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Yes. So your fruit producing shows the world that you're his disciple. That's good. And so that is only going to come from having that self-examination of our own heart and our life, repenting of sin when the Lord pinpoints that in our life, and then allowing him to work, and, and that fruit is being um, produced in our life. So these three different things, as we're going into and are, are starting in 2021, Will people know us because we're in the word? Will people know who we are by our love for one another? And will they know us because of the fruit that we're bearing um, for the Lord and bringing glory to him? Like that is something that I think is a great thing or things for us to be reminded of as we're um, about to approach, you know, this whole next year. Yep. Yep. Well, I think that's a good place for us to end. We could go all day talking on this, but we'll end here for uh, today, and we look forward to seeing you next time. See you later. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.